It's too early. It's right. going and it's episode 12. Is that how and we're, we're all silent? That? We're just like, we're too tired. <laughs> early episode today, guys. Yeah. Well, like, oh, wait, we have coffee upstairs too. So, yeah. We got, we got to mention this on the podcast. Sorry, Daniel. So, Daniel's <laughs> trying to make coffee this morning. <laughs> he filled up the pot with water and just put it in. He didn't put the water into the bag. Into the basin? Yeah. <laughs> Brian's just staring at the coffee pot. It's like, is, is it supposed to be like that? He's yeah, being polite. Is not, it really 30? He's not calling me dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is weird. Like, is this new technology? It looks like an old coffee pot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, welcome to Into the 99, where we have 99 cardboard cutouts, because Commander <laughs> is placed in the first <laughs> first slot. I am your host, Sherman. I'm Hope. Daniel. And I'm Brian. We have back Brian again. back. Back again. We can't get rid of him. You know I what? It's not that easy. He just started sticking around, and we decided, let's put him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he is because we're still planning on taking that duffel bag of uh, cards in your closet. Yeah, one day you guys are getting to it. <laughs> we're on trip two. We already got one. <laughs> hey, I want that lion, that lion's eye diamond. Oh, you and me both. <laughs> yeah, you can. If you find it, we'll talk. Hmm. Okay, so you guys talk, and I'm just gonna do that for yeah, we, we can holler from the back and <laughs> <laughs> still be apart. <laughs> what car are we talking about? Yeah, that's dope. What were they talking about again? Yeah, it's totally cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not here. I found it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Along with a black lotus and a few boxes. Yeah. My girlfriend just called me. We have an emergency. We have to leave. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry I've got to go. I got to go right now, guys. Just, are those a bunch of cards here. in your hand? I don't know. I've never seen these people in my life. Yeah. Why does your book bag look bigger? <laughs> <laughs> All this knowledge. Oh. <laughs> Get out. Is that a stack of cards in your pocket, or are you happy to see me? Yes. <laughs> Both. All of the Both. above. All right, so me not knowing how to make coffee aside, today, <laughs> today we're doing a deck tech about kind of what we were speaking about the last episode. We're talking group slug, and we're talking Brian's Mogus deck. Brian, take us away. So, as we you heard last week, uh, Mogus is a 7-5 enchantment creature. Legendary enchantment creature, cost God. four, two colorless, one black, one red, and it's indestructible, and as long as devotion to black and red is less than seven, Mogus is not a creature, and at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, Mogus deals two damage to that player unless he or she sacrifices a creature. Which is heckin' annoying. Mogus, God <laughs> of laughter. So I can easily get people for at least ten life until they start caring. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Well, yeah, people, if I'm dropping a turn one Lana War, Birds of Paradise, something like that, I'm not going to sack it. I'll take my two damage, but you, you build take, up your board later. Yeah, and like, yeah you take that two damage a few times and then... Ooh. All of a sudden you're at 28 life and you have to reevaluate what you're doing. But uh, later in the game, then you can sack that bop, you can sack that Lana War because you don't need it anymore. Yeah. But unless other people have already taken care of that. True. Yeah, that's exactly Brian. it. Well, a deck, <laughs> a deck like this is going to run a lot of board wipes. It's going to run yeah. a lot of things that are just generally killing yeah, your creatures. Yeah, damage. And yeah. it is really going to drain that life resource that we constantly talk about it's going to make it so yeah sure two two doesn't matter this turn two doesn't matter next turn but then suddenly you've taken 10 like what you're saying suddenly you've got it's mana every time you tap mana you're taking damage and you're you're really hurting in yeah this once deck. it starts oh, yeah. actually adding up with the other additional cards that are in the deck well and, and as it everyone, adds up very quickly as everyone knows too all of these like the the whole theros block of these they were just so hard to get rid of. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not as simple as just destroy enchantment. It's not as simple as destroy creature. Half the time, he's not even a creature. You no. can't even path to exile him. And every time, every other time, he's indestructible. Yeah, most times you have to be running an exile enchantment card, which there are not many of. Yeah. And this is, is the one? commander. I don't even know. <laughs> this is the return to dust. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. merciless eviction. Okay, there we go. But that's what but I mean. A six cost, but, and even yeah, if you're doing you that, and then he's gonna though. recast it. Yeah, that's exactly it. He still has access to the card. This for, is for six yeah. for the second time. Cast. Yeah, <laughs> so cheap. And if you have mana barbs out, like okay, I'm going to take six damage and hopefully exile it for at least one turn. Yeah, it's almost not. It's almost not worth it. 
Like, See, six why, costs for that, it's a lot. That's why I love this deck, because, like, the moment Brian plays it and everyone gets down, it's like, you literally see them having that personal debate, like, I need to reconsider my life choices here. No, you see the politics really start happening. Yeah. yeah. An early game. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. this is happening to all of us. What are we going to do about this? Well, that is, when we get into the protecting yourself part, that is that is something you have to be able to convince the table of, that you're doing this to everyone. This isn't personal, guys. Yeah. And Hope, what do you have to say to that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it happens to everybody. Like, Come on. <laughs> so, but there, yeah, there's a lot of things with Mogus. Like, we've already touched on a lot of uh, cards last time. So we're going to touch, like, since it's, we're talking about the deck tech here. Yeah, the gonna, specifics of the deck. Yeah, we're going to talk about some of the key cards that we didn't mention before uh, that are great in this deck. So, and like, we're also going, we're not going to mention some of the obvious things like there's like Crypt Gas and Magnus of the Coffers, things like that where you're just ramping hard. Uh, one of my favorite cards in here that's, uh, that you have is Harsh Mentor. So Harsh, Men- <laughs> Harsh Mentor is a one in a red and it's a 2-2 human cleric and whenever an opponent activates an ability of an artifact creature or land on a battlefield, if it isn't a mana ability, Harsh Mentor deals two damage to that player. It's pretty rough, yeah. Because, like, yeah, we, we have a lot of creatures where um, there's ETBs or they, they're triggered or anything, but you have a lot of creatures still that require the a tap ability or something where you're paying mana for it. And Especially commanders. Well, yeah, yeah my, old, of- my old Selesnya Angels, they, uh, they ran Shylai, and that's generally how I ended up killing people is I generated tons of mana to instant speed put counters on things. So that doesn't really work if I have to pay two life every time I try and use my counters for yeah. it. Yeah. You like the only time I think uh something will counteract Harsh Mentor is they're playing with like Selvala, uh Explore Returned, you know, because you can parlay and gain life back. Like, okay, so there goes my two life from the Harsh Mentor and I'm getting it back from two people flipping the top card. So that's not a big deal, but every other time... Something like a Temple Bell is suddenly pinging you for two damage, and that's a big deal if you're... Just looking to draw one card? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, and, like, and with the, and like, the only thing like with this deck is I don't really have like lost spot individual uh, removal. Yep. It's like problem removal. Uh, it's usually just board wipes, things along those lines. But there's, uh, I realized came across someone who played a Planeswalker that stopped all damage that was not combat damage to them. The Wanderer. Yeah, yeah. and I was just like... Well, yeah. What do you do with that? Yeah, there's not much you can do. So elder spell. Yeah, elder <laughs> spell. Guess I'm gonna have to make some substitutions. <laughs> <laughs> but like harsh mentor um, combined with things like, like there's it's great, and then you have like things like heartless hit uh, Hitasugu, where it's three red red four three for ogre shaman. And you tap it, and Heartless Higasugu deals damage to each player equal to half that player's life total, rounded down. That's nasty. You know, so that's a lot of damage. But, like, all these creatures are dealing damage, and you throw in something like Whip of Erebos, where, you know, it's... Uh, I don't leg- have to worry about pinging myself. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Whip Erebos, you know, legendary enchantment artifact. And the key thing here is that creatures you control have lifelink. It all has another ability where it's like, uh, two black black tap it and return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste and then you exile it at the next end step. If it would leave the battlefield, exile it instead. Yada yada yada. And only do this as a sorcery. I don't care. All I care about is the life link. Yep. Okay. Because yeah. like if well, I guess Mogus never gets to be a creature because everyone's always always killing your stuff. But, but he's but, still doing the damage. Yeah, he's still doing the damage. No, he heart, heartless hit of Sugu doing damage. Like if everyone was at forty life and everybody drops. Down to 20, you know, you drop down to 20 as well, but then you get 80 back. Yeah. So it's like, yay, I'm at 100 just from one play. From doing nothing. From doing nothing. <laughs> from tapping a creature. Yeah. From tapping a creature. That's just stupid. Honestly, I'm looking through this, this deck list and there's, there's two things that I think, at least I'm quickly making a suggestion for substitutions. Number one, you simply have to go buy a Koth of the Hammer today. It's a Planeswalker, and it's going to probably give you some of the best removal you'll have in this deck. It gives your mountains the ability to tap for one to do one damage to any target. Oh. Its plus is also untapping two of your la- uh, two mountains. 
<laughs> it's, it's two mountains or one mountain. I I know that he he's a ramp card, but in this deck specifically, people are gonna run out of things to attack your planeswalkers with so fast. Like, yeah, yes, you are the arch enemy, but I think you have like you you have a planeswalker in the deck, and we'll get to it because it is it is good. She's very pretty. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I think that it's I think this deck would make it very difficult to deal with a lot of planeswalkers yeah. because. How do you get through to it if you're sacking all your creatures? How do you deal with it when every turn, everything is a sack, everything is a damage trigger, while still fending off everyone else? Because yeah. you're not the only person at the table. You might be the bad guy. But but, but you're not alone. Yeah. But no, cost is two uh, red, red, and the plus one is on tap target, target mountain. It becomes a four, four red elemental creature until the end of turn. Still a land. It's minus two is add a red to your mana pool for each mountain, and then minus five is you get an emblem with mountains you control of tap. This land deals one damage to target creature or player. So. That's actually quite nice for the mana ramp yeah. ability. Well, yeah. and just its ramp ability alone, but it's valuable al- also the fact that, like I said, it, it's going to give you that spot removal. If you have something like a problematic creature, then you have the, you'll just ping it for three. Yeah. End step, you'll ping people for four. Yeah. So... I'm a, I'm a big fan of that one. And the other one's Obsidian Fireheart because you have a ton of mana ramp in this. And I think, obviously, you need it. You have a lot of enchantments. But Obsidian Fireheart lets you pay three mana to put blaze counters on people's lands. And those are in, <laughs> those are indefinite. They don't go when you go from the game. And they're a damage every upkeep. Ew. That's, that's actually very pretty. I, <laughs> I have to go find that now. Obsidian Fireheart is very fun. It's like... If Under you combine a that with like uh from Thornell Drain uh Thorbrand. Oh. Okay, because Thorbrand says that whenever a red source deals damage, it deal it deals two extra damage. Right? Oh my god. What? So that would that would put Mogus up to four damage every yeah. upkeep. Turn. And then if you get out the doubling card that deals double the doubles oh, the damage. Furnace of Wrath. Furnace of Wrath. Well yeah. there's also the twin god um Dictate the twin gods, yeah. 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 So if I have both of those out, and so four damage per turn, eight damage per turn, sixteen damage per turn after all the double. Oh yeah, this this deck is definitely going to punish you for playing a lot of the things you're going to put down, and just in general, it's it is going to be fun. It is going to speed the game up and stuff. And sometimes you don't want a four hour game of Magic where everyone's all the time four minutes at this point in time. Yeah, like let's face it. So and then like with all the damage, like you have the the head the eternal in here. So whatever damage you deal on your post combat main phase, you you get that as red mana. He's he's I think one of the best red ramp cards that is available. He's he fantastic. Just, oh, he's so good. And for anyone trying to do anything in this deck, you're generally making them take damage. And yeah, yeah you go into main phase two with eleven extra red mana available. That's a big big deal. And the thing is that that mana. If I have mana barbs or something out, yeah, then you're dealing damage to me. Yeah, you're not hurting yourself from it. Yeah, you're not punished for it. It's so crazy. Like, let's face it. There's so many things you can do. Like we said last episode, there's just too many cards. You know, it's like, man, why is Commander limited to a hundred? I could, I would make a a card deck that's like a thousand at this point in time. (laughs) What What a good thing that it is, though, because I would. Run out of sleeve money so fast. <laughs> I would battle of wits every deck. Hey, Dragon Shield, by the way, you know, we're still looking for a sponsor. I, uh, I've wanted so badly to make that card playable in EDH and it is not possible. Which card? Battle of wits. At the beginning of your upkeep, if your library has 200 or more cards, you win. <laughs> Cause there's only one format that, that, where you, you make it that big, but they, that card's banned in that format, if I recall. I can imagine, because, yeah, you would just run all your tutors to get it. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Yeah. So, moving on, though. I'd say the nice thing about this with having all these cards that can do the job of other cards is that you can easily make a budget yeah. Mogus yeah. deck yeah. or group slug deck. You can make a really good budget version. Oh, I, I would say you could probably, 150 to $200, make a very fun version of the yeah. deck. You could definitely go higher, you could definitely go lower and stuff, but he's not a super expensive commander. He's sitting here at 
799 from what I'm seeing. He's a solid option. He's not intensive to get out. You're going to pretty reliably get him out turn three or four, I would say. And he's there the entire time, most of the time, because, again, that removal doesn't really really affect him. Yeah. And, like, you have pricey cards in your deck, but at the same time, like you said, you you can totally make this budget. Like, Raxos Charm is... Very, One of my favorite cards great. in Magic. Ratzel's Charm. Well, we all know <laughs> that. I love it. Yeah, it's a black and a red. Instant, choose one. Exile all creatures from target player's graveyard. Destroy target artifact or each creature deals one damage to his controller. And shut that's why you're, down token decks. Totally shut down. Oh, yeah. I uh, I really like to mass a token army. I should swing. But I really like everyone to know how many tokens I have. I sometimes <laughs> have two, three hundred Saprolines on deck. And I just sit there and pass my turn. And I feel like an idiot every time because then I get Rakdos charmed in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it hurts. I just... Sometimes I, I just like to bring him down. And I even remember the first time I actually saw that card. I'd Good never job. read it. And Hope cast it. And I picked it up to read it. I just, Give me that card. And I just stared at it. Where's the closest lighter? <laughs> just, just stared at it and just... Oh, it hurt me. It hurt me good. But there's, there's so many great things in this deck, you know, like um, Rampaging Ferocidon, we already mentioned this as well before, like Menace, Players Can't Gain Life, it's two in a red, three, three, and it's a dinosaur. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield, Rampaging Ferocidon deals one damage to that creature's controller. So like, it negates the Whip of Erebos, but at the same time, if you have the Whip of Erebos out, you don't play the Raging Ferocidon. Once you get rid of Whip of Erebos, fine, you throw it out and you're still like... Everyone's looking at you. It's just like, I really, really hate you right now. Because I was like, okay, like, you guys, you guys didn't want me to gain life. Sure. All right. Now nobody fine. can gain no, life. Yeah. Nobody can gain life now. How do you <laughs> like it? Well, anything that shuts down life gain is, in some decks, deck wrecking. If someone's right. trying to go for an Aether Flux win, if someone's trying to even keep themselves alive from this, like, torment of anger, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they suddenly just don't have an ability to do it and stuff. Lots of decks, use that life as a resource because they're like, well, you know what? I can get it back. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, a it's lot funny. of them use the life as a weapon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like, let's face it. We're seeing this more and more in commander now. Like the old mentality was life was not a big deal. You can lose life. You have 40 life. Who cares? Right. But now like we're seeing a lot of things where, uh, people are losing like very, very quickly from, uh, small damage here and there and it adds up. So now, a lot of people are starting to play life gain again. Yeah. So things like Rampage and Ferocidon, um, where it says like no more life gain, shuts down so many decks now because they rely on that. Like heck, half of my decks rely on uh, life gain now. Just oh, I, it's I, so I have, yeah, same with Daniel. Yeah, I have lots of decks. Like Firesong and Sunspeaker with a no life gain out is just a bad deck. Yeah. Oh, well, Fire Song and Sunspeaker is a bad deck, but it's a <laughs> it's a more bad deck. Yeah, like well, my Crab and Ragna deck relies a lot on life gain. You know, especially Ragna, because I need that life gain in order to make tokens. That totally shuts it down. Well, we just put Linden together. The Whenever a creature, white creature control attacks gain one life, that is, Linden is a bad commander if you can't gain life. <laughs> <laughs> well, even think about like all the like pure black decks or yep. or offshoots of black decks that have the Bolas Citadel in it and they're like, oh, I'm going to cast this card. That's seven damage to me. Oh, I'm going to take a look and just well, keep playing yeah, out the they're, top of their they're deck. Well, because they're looking for something where they can get it back. They know they've run an extort mechanic. They run X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But hitting that is, oh, rough. Exsanguinate the table and gain nothing. Oh, <laughs> oh. Why did I, I do this again? I just got an exsanguinate too. Exsanguinate's so good. Oh, uh, but like they're so like life gain is like uh slowly like becoming more popular I find in all metas. Yep. So having something like that just destroys them so bad. Especially when like you said, especially for black, like and they're fetching it because they're using things like ne- necropotence or ad nauseum. Or bullets to Citadel. It just shuts them down so bad. And you're just laughing inside, you know. Bogus, god of laughter. That's huh. <laughs> Well, there there is just some things that you cannot deal with if you cannot gain life back. And there's some decks, uh a friend of ours plays a Trotsani life gain deck for populating. And yeah, the whole point is to populate and gain the life. And if you can't gain that toughness, you can't gain any of that. Like I have tons of decks. That are really, really shut down with that because I'm, 
I'm willing to give up a lot of my life for these big plays. Like you said, a bolus citadel, it doesn't matter. Pay five life, pay 10 life. Cause you know, you're going to get it back. I know I run whip of Erebos. I know I run lifelink in those, but ooh. Yeah. And like, that's kind of reminds me, like there's another card in here that I like. It's called sin prodder. Okay. Two in a red, uh, devil has menace three, two. And at the beginning of your upkeep, reveal the top card of your library. Any opponent may have you put that card into your graveyard. If a, if a player does, Sin Prodder deals damage to that player equal to that card's converted mana cost. Otherwise, put it into your hand. So it's like card draw. Okay. So like if you get a land, okay, it's, it's not a dead draw for you anymore. Okay, because everyone's going to be like, yeah, sure, I'll pay for it. I don't care. I take zero. Ooh, okay. But that, you get past that, and then you can get to your inner spells. Or if it's a big spell, they're like, uh, let's see. I'm Like you said, Brian, by turn four or turn five, you, you can be down to like 20 life. And if you pull something that's like even like a five CMC, five damage is a lot when you're at 20. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's a quarter of your life. And then be down to 15, it's like, okay, if I take the damage... And I'm down to 15, and I still have to deal with Mogus because it's on on the play. Plus, you have Mana Bar. Plus, you have like all these <laughs> other things. I'll be dead by the next turn. Five Easy. damage is a lot when you are just even at 40 life. Like if you're the first player to hit 35 life while everyone's at 40, it it doesn't feel good. You're no, gonna you, bring it up. I'm the target yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. And like this is a great card for red for just draw like getting extra cards to draw. Okay, like sure, people can pay for the life loss in like uh, if you're playing some other commander. But since you're playing a group slug deck, okay, or sorry, spike hug deck, right? <laughs> this this is actually a good card draw, uh, uh, card. Okay, and it's cheap. It's like a bulk rare. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not like a nine ten dollar card or twenty dollar card or anything. Like, Red is not good at card draw, okay? In Mogus, this card is fantastic. Because, like I said, you just get past those lands because no one cares about paying for lands. If there's a spell, everyone's like, okay, who can take the hit? I don't want to do it. Can you do it? Like, you're at 25 life. I'm at 21. Like, you should take the hit. Oh, come on. You know, and once again, that's where the politics comes out. Everyone's just like... I don't want to take the hit. Nobody wants to take the hit, but someone has to take the hit. Yeah, someone's got to deal with it. And it's not going to be me. (laughs) It's never me. Never me. Nope. I'll be like, I don't care. I'll let them have it. Well, before we get into some of the more specifics, too, I just do want to touch on one thing. This deck also is threatening because of what it enables. This deck is going to punish people who are playing fast. So if you're sitting there and you're one of the people that are trying to get everything out real fast, suddenly getting those cards out, casting those early spells, getting that early mana in, you're you're going to hurt for it. But decks that don't generally get to go off against a deck like this will. Because if you're playing a dragon deck, you know, and your average CMC creature is 6, you're not sitting there dropping creatures every turn. You're not sitting there ramping all this stuff up. You likely aren't playing two lands a turn with explorations and stuff, you're not taking the brunt of this damage. You're in there, but you're going to be a little higher life, and six turns into a Mogus game is... Then you can drop down a bit. You know, everyone's pretty low, and it only takes one or two big old dragon creatures like that to finally get through. Cards you might not cast in a normal game against these fast players are going to come out. Well, then you always get up against those decks that they have nothing to block flyers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I find that... I, it, that is that is my downfall half of the time I'm playing. It's a lot of people's downfalls. Yeah. Yeah. Like, as a major dragon deck player, <laughs> I find that that's, like, one of my favorite things whenever I pull out my dragons is that Dragon nobody, nobody blocks flyers. Yeah. Nobody has anything to deal with them. Yeah, and if you have flyers, nobody's like thopters or something like that. Or fairies. Yeah, one one. Ooh, okay, here's my ten ten. I'll give your dragon a snack. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Devour. So hungry. (laughs) But like what I really love about your deck, Brian, okay, is that like it hurts or like it disables, I should say, uh group hug decks. Because you're forcing them to knock in gain life, you're forcing people to get rid of creatures, 
One of my favorite cards that you have in here right now is Dampening Sphere. Okay, because group hug decks always say like, you know, this one land has for like three mana or four mana. Dampening Sphere says, no, 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 none of that, none of that. Okay, so Dampening Sphere, it's a two cost artifact. And if a land is tapped for two or more mana, it produces a colorless mana instead of any other type and amount. That and card can shut Omnoth down so so oh, hard. Yeah. It shuts it it shuts a lot of things down. Any any real big ramping decks. If someone yeah. in your playgroup is the devil and has Orinclex as a commander. Yep. So invest now. <laughs> and that's just the first ability, okay? Like I remember when Dantony Spear first came out in Dominaria, everyone was going crazy because like uh in modern uh Tron decks were were really big. Yeah, Tron the Urza's land everything. Yeah, and then after that, and KCI and uh, Scape Shift, right? So that sh- shut it down a lot for Modern. But now we're in Commander where we're like, okay, a lot of people are ramping, but a lot of people try to um, double the mana for for the mana that they're producing for their land. So this h- helps a lot. It has, it is, before Sherman goes on, it is a two drop. With only the effect mentioned, it is worth including at a two drop. Mm-hmm. Yes. And with the second effect, it is also, if they were separate cards at two drops, they would both be good cards. Yep. But they're, it's not an either or. What else does it do? Well, the second thing is, each play, or each spell a player casts costs one colorless more to cast for each other spell that players have cast this turn. Sorry, dragons, you're gonna to have to wait another turn. This is brutal anti-storm. Oh, it's, it's so great against Storm. Well, especially because it could, in theory, be a turn one drop. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, if you soaring it out. Yeah. But uh, there's lots of decks like Connor. My my brother plays a lot of competitive EDH. Yes. And a lot of zero drops and stuff. And suddenly, you can't <laughs> drop. Drops cost yeah. one. You, can't, <laughs> you suddenly can't drop Ornithopter, Mana Vault, Mana Crypt. Um. Suddenly, it's a real expensive turn <laughs> to try and get those Mishra's Bobbles out. Like storm, like storm decks, like they're they're slowly getting more popular in in commander. I, I've seen a, a few kicking around here and there, but this shuts it. This shuts down. This one card just shuts down storm decks. Shuts down like group hug decks for the most part. And hard ramp, yeah. And like a lot of hard ramp. Like there's a lot of things. This one it card, just, it just like ruins. Uh, green decks, so many different I thought you were going to say, this card ruins Commander. Words, <laughs> no. or anything that, that, that allows you to add an additional mana. Oh, so looking forward to getting that other additional plane or additional forest. Oh, I guess I get a colorless. Yeah. yeah. So, lovely. A lovely card. But, like, that means that's so much fun. And then, like, we've already mentioned, like, for protection, like, ensnaring bridge, cross space. Stuff like that. Like, all that stuff is really, really nice to protect uh, protect you. So, and that's another thing. Like, we, we didn't really touch on too, too much last episode. This episode, we want to touch on more just because we can focus more on it. It's how to protect yourself, you know. with Because, like you said, Brian, people are going to target you. You're tend to be the, you tend to be the number one target. So, anything to kind of make it more difficult for people to attack you. Uh, helps a lot. And it, like, so the scenario bridge, cross space, things like where it limits it. But what I really like is the fact that you can board wipe as well, because you're in red and you're in black. Okay? Yeah. So yeah, blast The two yeah. most angry colors of magic. The most angry, you know. Like, you have earthquake. Don't touch me. No, Last I love that. I love yeah. Rakdos is my life, homie. <laughs> what? I thought you were a Gul- Gulgari. Just everything annoying she likes. I don't know why she doesn't play these same decks as Brian. <laughs> okay, so... I'm, she just so, complains about them. Yeah. I'm going to play She's Azorius She's probably complaining because they weren't her idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you, you can do so many things, because, like, even for Black, you know, you have, like, a, a, what is it, Damnation or any, things like that. You know, Red, you have all these other uh, spells that just board wipe everything constantly. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to go... Just ping everything with like pyrohemia or pestilence. It doesn't bloody matter. You're just wiping the board constantly. So they're forced to take the two damage from Mogus. Unless you have like, you know, the Furnace of Wrath or Thorbrand or something like that. Then it's four or six or whatever. Who cares? You know? 
So you're constantly wiping the board so people can't really attack you. The only thing is like that I would worry about is really, really, really big creatures. But once again, if you have like a snaring bridge, who cares? And and the and and people playing spells to target you, which um, in this deck, if you uh, I have two artifact two artifact combo, which I noticed on uh, when I was building this deck. So one piece is the bottled cloister, and that one at the beginning of your, each opponent's upkeep, remove your hand from the game. Uh, game face down, and then at the beginning of your upkeep, return all cards removed the, from the game this way back to your hand. And then it pairs really well with um, the Null Brooch, which is if you tap two and tap it, you discard your hand, not having a hand, you can target a non-creature spell. Yeah, so you, you get like a free counter. Yeah. yeah, you get a free counter. And then nice. and then you get your hand back when it comes to your turn. And with colorless mana, like that's interesting. That's so awesome. Like I I never saw no breach uh brooch before. And now I'm like just thinking in my head, what can I put that in? I would I really, really wish you had a book in there somewhere. It's, that was, <laughs> it's so so good in Hazrat. Oh, I can oh yeah. That. Yeah. Because you never have a hand. Oh, Yo, you don't want you a shouldn't. hand anyway, so yeah. yeah. The ability to just toss your hand and, oh, it's real good. That's and if awesome. you have something to untap target spell or, yeah. or like if it wasn't like a green deck and Seabor Muse and every turn I'm getting to untap everything and then I'm able to just. That's nasty. I counter one spell everyone's turn as long as I have mana. Love it. Well, actually, Seabor, I always have mana. You always have mana. But that's fantastic. That is a great combo. Yeah, that's a great combo. Yeah. So it's just like, and people will see it. It's like the for for politicking. That's even crazier too, because if I'm sitting the if I'm the first person next to Brian, I'm at a higher risk than if I was going before Brian. Okay, because whatever I'm like, if I was uh, playing before Brian, then that's there's two other opponents that he might use to counter spell for or the, um. The artifact to counter the spell. It's a great politic. Yeah, so like if you're gonna be nice to me, then I won't counter your stuff. But but yeah, but there's you'll have the other two opponents. But know that I can. (laughs) It's the same same principle when someone like drops an Isochron Scepter with a counter spell on it. Okay, you always look at the positions. Like okay, if I'm the the person that uh, plays before the counter spell, I'm I'm laughing because there's two other opponents that might have their spells countered that if they play big things. So I know that they're either going to try to risk and play the big thing, or they're going to pause To force it. the counter. Yeah, to force counter, or they're going to get someone else to do something that's really, really strong so they can play their their other stuff. And I'm just going to be like, okay, you guys played a political game. I'm going to keep on saying no, because I don't care. All right? Until both of them are... are um, eliminated or whatever. And then I'm in a great position because I can cast my bigger spells, not get, not be worried about getting countered because you've already used that counter spell on them. So it's fantastic and I love it so much. And it's something that I would totally do and I really wish I thought of it first, but, or, uh, sorry, you, you can't have this one. Yeah. Sorry. Like, you, hey, you know, kudos to you. You know, like you, you, you're showing me a netter counter spell or a counter spell ability that I didn't see, so I'm I'm loving it already. So yeah. Sherman, what's what's a better what's a better defense rather than chaos? A better defense rather than chaos, or a, a better defense that is chaos with having a possibility storm. Oh. So, so harsh. <laughs> oh. Because there's nothing worse than drawing what you need. Yeah. And then having to roulette your deck and hope you get, again, the second answer. <laughs> yeah. I finally have that destroy enchantment to get rid of something Brian's got out and then... Oh, the next oh. turn he played Possibility Storm, yeah. so now I can't actually target what I want to target. Yeah. <laughs> so let, let's go over Possibility Storm just so people know what it is, just in case you don't know. Possibility Storm is an enchantment. Three red red, and whenever a player casts a spell from his or her hand, okay, not the first spell, second spell, third spell, just any spell, okay, cast it from their hand, 
That player exiles it, then exiles cards from the top of his or her library until he or she exiles a card that shares a card type with it. That player may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Then he or she puts all cards exiled with possibility store on the bottom of his or her library in a random order. That kind of nightmarish play is exactly <laughs> why I love Magic the Gathering. <laughs> that is hysterical. <laughs> it's fantastic. I love it. Like I, you know me. I'm always going to do the grave, uh, the library manipulation if, if I can. So, but like even I can't predict this stuff. Even no. I can't affect it because like normally when you're manipulating the library, it's always like the first like three cards at most. Well, and the nasty thing about that is that it's an enchantment. Yeah, so it's even and, harder to yeah. remove. And so, people really struggle with enchantment huh. removal in general and enchantment destruction. And then even having to cast your enchantment destruction. That's, <laughs> that's, that's why you're able to... That's why you try to hope for. Like, I'll play this, like, brainstorm. Hopefully... Maybe. Like, I, I would love to draw three cards, but hopefully the next instant that I draw will be my removal card that I need. Cast like, you know, it's like, ooh, Psychonic Rift, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't kick it, but or, or pay its overload cost, but I'll get rid of that one card. For one turn. For one turn. One turn. <laughs> and then <laughs> it's like, okay, now I have to hold up a counter spell, so when you but drop it But unless you're able down, to, like, get rid of their hand or something, then that mm-hmm. would be all right. But, but there's something that's already on the field. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. But, but, but then even if we went to play like play the remove hand card, yeah. oh, gotta go shuffling again until you find out the next card. Oh, it's nasty. Mm. It's nasty, but it's fun. It makes for I love more it. fun plays. Like, or, well, not fun plays, but interesting matches. I would say, yeah, chaos. Okay. That's, it is chaos. Yeah, well, I love I love chaos in games. Like, it's the reason that I've said before that I love Planes Chase is because I like the extra element of how are you not a red player? She doesn't like red at all. It's I weird. don't like red. You're you're the weirdest person ever. I love chaos, but I don't like red. I don't you like, like dragons. Uh-huh. Okay, that's... well that's not the same. It's five colors. She likes Bang multicolored you. dragons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I play five color dragons. Get out of here. Um, but no, I just I just don't like a lot of like mo- like I I don't know I don't know why I don't like playing like mono red or like. I just, it's just not my jam. What if I made you a mono red deck that's just really, really silly and janky and fun and... I would play it. To be but polite. I, but I probably, no, but I probably wouldn't go for it, which is interesting. Because, like, if you hand me a deck that I've never played and I don't know anything that's in it, I'll just play it. I she won't even look at the it. deck. It doesn't even look through. I won't even look through it. I'll just I, play it. I have a great monocolor red deck. I play with, it. With Squee. Hold it's me, Called play it. One Man Army. And it's just squee. I'll play it. <laughs> I'll play it. You've made the sale. Yeah, like, <laughs> talking. But, like, but I had I'll the... probably win with it. But... <laughs> you still don't care much about red. It's, it's just funny. I don't know why. Like, I like the elements, but I don't necessarily like being the one in charge of it. You know? And I think that's it. I like watching the chaos from a distance. Yeah, like Brian playing. Yeah, like I like seeing Brian do it, and I like to kill Brian when I need him gone. But, <laughs> but I think it's love you fun. too, Hope. Yeah, cool. <laughs> but I think, like, I think it's fun. Like, I like the the randomness of possibility storm. I like that kind of like I like the level of chaos, but I don't want necessarily to be the one orchestrating it. That's so, fair. Yeah, I think so. I I just think Possibility Storm is hilarious. Things two things. Especially when people like have uh, X, uh, X-costing spells. Yeah. <laughs> and I just laugh inside when I see them flip it. And I laugh outside. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, look, Tormenta Hellfire for zero. Man, yeah. Crazy. Well, it's, it is just the worst to hit something that's junk. Yeah. You sit there and you try cast something big. Hope's trying to drop a dragon and gets a Lanawar Elf with it. Oh. Yeah. But at the same time, you have, you have the opposite sometimes. <laughs> like, oh, I'll cast like that stupid Birds of Paradise. And I'll flip, 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 flip. Oh, look, I have like, uh, I don't know, a Protean Hulk. Okay, fine, I'll sacrifice it and get three other cards, you know? So you can have the opposite. That's Hence why it's a possibility storm. Yeah, you never funny. know what's going to happen. Oh, it just, it feels bad, though, to use six mana to get one back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it hurts. It, it physically hurts. Or someone casts, like, 
uh, something for like 10 mana and you get something that's like, you know, a cost of zero. Like, wow, that well, was pointless. Overall, the deck has just a ton of enchantments. I would say that enchantments make the deck go off. Oh, yeah. This one, it seems like it's the most we run 22 enchantments in the deck. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's a bunch of them and they, like, we'll just go through a few of them right now and yeah, let them know kind of what's in them, Brian. And well, like, you're not Brian. Like, yeah, 22. <laughs> well, that, that's yeah, what was going on last night. You were Brian, I was Brian. We're all yeah. Brian's. Yeah, yeah that's, Brian with that's a D. A, yeah, Brian with a D for Daniel. <laughs> so we have uh, Aether, Aether Flash. Flash. And yep. whenever a creature comes into play, Aether Flash deals two damage to it. So mm-hmm. any, like, like white weenie deck or anything like that that brings in elves, elves. is just getting shocked and they're like oh. tokens. Yeah, it just well, any of the general all. recursion that you'd uh, you'd go to win with, like anyone who tries to do like a Machaeus the Unhallowed and uh, Walking Ballista play, not up in here. <laughs> yeah. Not up in here. Nope. Yep. Yeah, nope. Yeah. Then we have Blood Chief Ascension, which pairs really nicely with Mind Crank. Um, it's at the beginning of Mind each. Each end step, if an opponent was dealt damage or two damage, uh, to put a counter on it. And then as long as there's three or more counters on Blood Chief Ascension, uh, whenever a card is put into a graveyard, they lose two life. I gain two life. And that's a one drop. Yep. Yeah. So opening hand, get that down. Yeah. Third turn or, uh, depending upon what else I have out, second turn, I can have Mogus. That's so brutal. And then, and then, yeah, the two damage starts and it's just a ticker. Just like that, yeah. And then as soon as I get the other cards out, it's, okay, you discard that card, take two damage, I gain two life. Yeah, it's a nasty boy. Yeah, and then whenever a player taps, an, or sorry, we have Burning Earth here. Uh, whenever a player taps a non-basic land for mana, Burning Earth deals one damage to that player. We're playing Commander. Eat yeah. that, you fancy dual land. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're playing Commander almost any, like, I, I think out of all the Commander games that I've played, there's only been about four or five games where it's been a solid color. Oh, well, this also bangs you as soon as you, like, try to do anything. So any of your shock lands are going to hurt way more. Any of your guild gates are going to hurt. Ugh. I find it hilarious because he has that in there. Plus he has um, mana barbs that yeah. for all lands, it doesn't matter if it's basic or non-basic. You tap it for mana, it deals more damage. And you have... This stupid card, Citadel of Pain. Yeah. Okay, two in a red enchantment, like, cause we're going through enchantments. At the end of each player's turn, Citadel of Pain deals X damage to that player, where X is the number of untapped lands he or she controls. Yeah, so you're hurt for tapping your lands, you're hurt for, for holding onto your lands. You just, it doesn't matter what you do. You're yeah, that things. blue player's yeah. ready to counter stuff. <laughs> Brian, Brian's raising the blood pressure of every blue player. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just like, no matter what, it's like, okay, like, if, if, like, stuff like this against, like, Lord Wingrace is just crazy, because they have so many lands out constantly, yeah. right? It's like, normally they'll have, like, five Three turns in, they're dead. They've yeah. done nothing. Lands matter, and lands really hurt. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't care if you have, like, 12 plant tokens, each one that's, like, two threes or, or three, or three fours, whatever. You're still gonna take, like, 12 damage every turn that comes up. Yeah. You know? And then, like, if I, you have, like, the cross space or ensnaring bridge, you're set. It's hilarious. Well, yeah, you also just aether flash every one of those plant tokens when they come in anyways. Yeah. And then there's this one. I love this one, too. I can't believe you threw this in, Brian. So, it's Everlasting Torment. Two and a hybrid black-red for uh, an enchantment. Players can't gain life. So, once again, no life gain. Okay, damage cannot be prevented, which is something that I love. I love that. Basically, go fog yourself. Yeah. So even <laughs> <laughs> so, even if someone has to wander out, it's like sorry, like it says, none, nothing can take damage. Yeah. But then can't be cannon magic. Yeah. So and then all damage is dealt as though its source had wither. Ooh. That part. Ooh. I just love, especially when you're playing like the, the earthquakes, the blasphemous acts and everything. It just gets rid of things that are indestructible. And that's what I love about this. Mm-hmm. So the way around it. Well, like, yeah, your deck do, does really well against things that have indestructible. Cause like they're either sacrificing it or you're forcing the damage through where they're getting like the minus one, minus one counters. You know, it's just crazy. It's like, okay, you have, uh, the Addison out. 
Everything's indestructible. Don't care. When she comes into play, she's dealt two damage. She's a 6 6. Yeah. Well, yeah. It sounds like a personal attack. With that, with that, uh, Aether Flash out. With Aether Flash out, you are instantly making everything minus two, minus two. Anything that's not instantly dying is just weaker. Yeah. And then you combine that with Grave Betrayal. Okay. Five black black, and whenever a creature you don't control dies, return to the battlefield under your control with an additional plus one plus one counter on it at the beginning of the next end step. That creature is a black zombie in addition to its other colors and types. That's just, with Mulgans, it's like, okay, I'll sacrifice this creature. I'll okay. Take that. Yeah, you'll take it. Uh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Check, please. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm done here. Uh, uh, who, who else is up for a game commander? Anyone? Anyone? I am done at this table. There's no more playing here. I am through. Because like, I think I've seen like a couple people do that when you're playing this deck, actually. What, yeah, a lot of people. No, yeah. yeah, a lot of people are just like, okay, I, I'm gonna go over there. <laughs> but it's, right. but this combination, like this combination, works so well, you know, because like. It synergizes very, very well with all the other cards. And, like, I love your Mogus deck for the, and, and, uh, like, another reason why I love your Mogus deck is because it synergizes very well. I'm a yeah. very combo, synergistic guy when it comes to building decks. Sherman likes to think it through. I do. We all know I'm a but really big geek. But this deck feels very, like, well thought out. It is. It's very well thought out. So, I, I don't know where, who he learned it from. He didn't learn this stuff from me. Well, I have been playing since middle school, so I do have some experience. <laughs> yeah. So, but like, I want to touch on at least uh, one more card. One of my faves. Okay. Why don't you take it away, Hope, then? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I can't see from here. <laughs> okay. Captive audience. Five captivated. Yeah. I am captivated. Yep. I'm enthralled. Captive audience enters the battlefield under the control of an opponent of your choice. At the beginning of your upkeep, choose one that has not been chosen. Your life total becomes four. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> throw which, that on which the, honestly, the game. Which honestly, is an instant kill. Yeah, whoever's whoever's gaining all that life, you you're now at four. Yeah, yeah. hilarious. Um, discard your hand. Oh, not too bad. Or. Each opponent creates five two-two black zombie creature tokens. I'll take two-two zombies, please. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the obvious choice for most people is I'll give them the zombies. Then, then I'll discard my hand, and then I'll go to four. And then I'll go to four life, uh, and then die yeah. from bogus. <laughs> yeah, I'll play this land. Or take from two the damage. zombies. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. If you if you give each other opponent two-two zombies, like they're gonna try attacking uh, the person that um. The Mogus player, right? Unless, like, the person that goes down to four life and is just like, okay, I'm a big threat, then, you know, whatever. But again, that comes into the politics of it and stuff. You yeah. Can, you can stop something. Let's say I'm playing Niv-Mizzet and we don't want my hand. Which one am I going to take? Am I going to lose all my life? Am I going to discard my 25 cards? Yeah. Yeah, and you're making it difficult for them to gain life because you have things that says you cannot gain life. Yeah, so if you drop them down to four, that's usually it. You know, like that's just what it is. The life of Brian, all here. <laughs> it's one deck. <laughs> this is the dark film. Yeah. <laughs> dark humor at its best. <laughs> Let's have me spit my coffee out. <laughs> But this, like, I love this deck so much. It's so much fun. Um, it has it, a lot of things that punish. There's another enchantment in the deck, Uphill Battle. Creatures your opponents play come into play tap. That yeah. is really, really difficult to deal with if you're a haste deck. If you're trying to play something really aggro, if you have that, you have the win. You can kill them, but you can't. Not this turn. <laughs> One more turn. <laughs> yeah. So. We're running and out of time make, here, but... if you can make it one more turn. Yeah. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. We're running out of time here. I really, really wish we could talk more about this. There's just so many things we can talk about. Uh, but my suggestion is that anyone out there that listens to this deck, and you, if you find it interesting, try building it yourself. Who cares if you're the first one out? This deck is hilarious. It's fun. You don't... Like, if you're not playing to win, it's not a big deal. Because all you're doing is 
watching people cringe and you're laughing and they're like, I hate you, but not in like a malicious way. You know, like, oh, I'm going to get you next time. Ha ha ha. We're still friends, yeah. right? You know, kind of way. It, it's definitely going to add a different dynamic to your meta. So. Oh, especially sure. if your games go like for a long time, all yeah. the time. You yeah. got to stir the pot a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's add some chaos to that. Yeah. Stir like, the pot with a <laughs> shovel. <laughs> oh, goodness. Because, like, yeah, like, we, we know Commander, uh, the Commander games tend to be a little bit longer, like an hour, hour and a half at times, or 45 minutes, whatever. But, like, I, I don't like those really long games because people start, like, not, uh, they're not paying attention. They're, like, well, yeah, people are, yeah, because they know that it's going to be, you know, five, six minutes till they do it. I've had people get up and walk away. Oh, I'm just going to go get a drink. Tell me what happens. And I'm like, well, what? we're playing a game, man. Yeah. What are you talking about? I need to go get my snacks at some time, Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bad for that. Yeah. Same here. We, we've all done it before. Uh, we'll admit it. But, like, things like this. too damage? Yeah. <laughs> well, playing, playing decks like this will, where the games will last, like, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. You know? It's, it's just so much fun. Because it also helps, like, enter people. Um, like, when Brian was first playing this deck uh, in our group and everything, it forced me to re-evaluate my decks so that they're faster. Exactly. So it's, I can it, learn to deal with this Well, it's crap. like I said last uh, on the our group episode, was that when somebody's playing decks like this, it forces you to look at your decks in a way that you might not have before and play things differently because the creatures, the lands, everything that you might have played in the past now are going to be detrimental to you. So you need to look at how you're playing under a, total, under a very different light. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, you know, like like you said um, before, both you, Hope, and Brian, it's you, you're stirring up the pot. You're... You're forcing the play group to think differently. Like you're changing up the meta, you're changing yeah. up the play styles, you're changing up the deck. So people like start to think a little bit more outside of the box, a little bit more outside of their comfort zone. Totally. So if they're like always playing, uh, you know, blue green constantly because those are their colors, and then you drop this down, it's like, well, I, I'm mainly creatures, and I have to always sacrifice creatures, and I always have to do all these things. I'm gonna try playing a different deck where I don't. Have I'm gonna to play win. black. Yeah, <laughs> I'm down for black. I like black. Me I'm too. Not, I'm not gonna play green. Still not gonna play green. <laughs> not yet. I'll not get yet. you a nice mono green deck. You get me I, a nice mono red. I have a mono green deck. That is my song tribal deck. That is the only green deck I will have. I'll mix it with other colors, you know. But that is the only mono green deck I have, and I will call it that. I'll get you a nice elf deck. How does that 30 yeah. Days of Magic. Sherman, what's your most hated card? Forest. Forest. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> we were joking about that. That literally was my very first <laughs> comment. Because <laughs> we're like messaging each other and they're like, Sherman, you should take this one. What is your most hated card? I'm like, Forest. And they're like, we can't do that. <laughs> Fine. My, se- my second one. Uh, Stony Silence. Because I love my artifacts. Stony Silence is rough. See, I'm not the only one. It is rough. I'm not the only one. I like my artifacts. I'm sorry. Like, if Stony Silence said you can't activate abilities unless they're mana abilities, okay. It's not I agree. Bad. I could I could see that a little bit. Yeah. But the no. fact that it shuts down all artifact abilities just really, really annoys me. So, but luckily, I do play white from time to time, so I can deal with that. So. <laughs> what? If I don't play green, what else am I going to use to destroy enchantments? That's white. That's why I gotta learn to love white. Not many blue destroy enchantment cards. <laughs> no, just bounce, yeah, you bounce, can bounce, bounce that, and then counter it. <laughs> <laughs> I like bouncing things. I like using boomerang and stuff like that. You know. So, but once again, we go off on tangents. You guys know us. So we're gonna call it that. I because th- I think well, we even, are even before time. we even before we go there, I just kind of want to. I want to have Brian just talk a little bit about what's an ideal hand. Like, let's Ooh, let's. That's a good idea. Yeah, what is what is a great hand to open the game with? Like, what would you sit there with a big smile on your face for? So for me, the the perfect hand that just like lights me up when I when I draw it. It's almost like a shot of whiskey. <laughs> I see. We're not I see at least, here. I at least we want one of each color mana. 
Okay. So I would, I would, I would gladly start with a two, two land hand. Um, my soul ring, or at least um, Zu, uh, Zozu or Zuzu. Can't remember. Zozu, 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 yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then um, or the Anka Mishra or something along those lines that I can at least get it out turn one, turn two, and at least start the damage gradually. And then uh, as I'm going through, find the Harsh Mentor or some of the other creatures and pieces that just sit there. Um, along with, I guess, more mana, because a lot of it is expensive. Um, usually most stuff's five cost. Mm-hmm. But if I can at least start off with like that kind of combo, where I can turn one land, soul ring, Ankabishra, or turn two... Such a jerk. Zozu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least I can start doing that. Because even if I have two of each mana and my soul ring, turn three, I'm, dro- I'm dropping Mogus. So, like, I'm already getting stuff out there and started going. Yeah, like, it sets you up for a successful game. Or at least a potentially successful game. Yeah. Like, you need at least, uh, like, three mana if if you don't have anything that's queerly quick to drop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've seen you do that way too many times. Turn (laughs) one soul ring, top, I'll get my shirt on, like... Brian, we just started! I haven't even drawn mine for my first turn! Yep. And it's great. Yeah, so basically you kind of are looking for anything land rampy and anything that is going to get start some early damage. damage on the yeah. board. So essentially start getting some punches in before they start swinging back. Yeah, and you want to, like you, like we said, you want to get Mogus out pretty quick in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think the worst I've ever seen you do this was turn one, land, soaring, wine crank, turn two, Mogus. And I'm just like, I hate you so much right now. <laughs> I love your deck and I love you, Brian, but I really, 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 really hate this play right now. Yeah, because Moga starts that, that those those tokens on there. Yeah, and then you're 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 discarding things for the, the yeah. mind crank. It's just like, well, there goes that. I didn't need that one card. I don't need that land, even though I kept the two land hand. Damn. Like it's really nice because it almost it turns it into mill. In all honesty, it, it, it's like a you and your part mill, mill part part damage. Like it's just all over the board. It's great. Like there's just so much you can do with this deck. Oh, uh, there's so many wa- so many ways to win, and I love that. I love the fact that you have like multiple win conditions. I I always always love it when people do that because the moment like someone only has one win condition and you eliminate it, they just sit there and they're like just like super sour, super well, sour. Well, we have another minute or two. Let's. What is your favorite win condition in the deck? Like, what's what's the best way to end the game out in your opinion? Um, like Short I, of I everyone picking that. up. I do have that infinite <laughs> mana, or not infinite mana, that infinite damage combo with, with Blood Chief Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. But do you know what? I'm not, uh, you guys all know me, I'm not one for one of those infinite no. combo things. So even if I do draw, I'd be like, sweet, I won the game, but let's just keep playing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I typically just like to try to almost pillow fort myself. Mm-hmm. Like, be able to play all my stuff, have my, uh, my ensnaring bridge out and kind of high, just sit back and let my enchantments do everything. Yeah. And if you're going to play this deck, you have to have a really sly tongue. Like you really got to have that politic down and kind of <laughs> just know when to point people in an opposite direction and, or have something be like, I could really kill your stuff, but I know you really like it. So yeah, he's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Don't point at me. Brian with a D. Else. <laughs> Brian with the D. Brian with the D is the problem. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> and Brian with the D is Daniel. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, one of uh, one of the people we're playing with. That's what he kept saying. He just kept calling me Brian all night. He's like, I know your name is Daniel. I have your number in my phone. <laughs> and, then, and then he just he embraced it and started just saying, Yeah, Brian with the D. Yeah, but it still caught me off guard. I'm like, why are you attacking me? I thought you were, we just made a deal. He's like, no, I'm attacking Daniel. I was like, oh, okay, not, got you. Yeah, yeah DeBrian. Yeah, I'm attacking yeah, DeBrian. DeBrian. <laughs> DeBrian. Are you a French? <laughs> oh, hello. My name is DeBrian. Uh-huh. My name is DeBrian. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Now all the people that speak French or whatever are going to kill us. No. Uh, qu'est-ce que c'est? Why you call me this? Get out of here. <laughs> we know some French. We're in Canada. We're, it was mandatory to learn a little bit of it. I came from the bilingual province. I do not speak a lick of it. <laughs> I speak enough for both of us. <laughs> okay, sounds good. I speak a little, just because I did enjoy French. But then they screwed up the program when I was in uh, junior high. So it pissed me off. Do you know what my aunt would say? What? Excuses, excuses. Oh. <laughs> Your aunt would probably say bye's. <laughs> <laughs> French was actually my first language. Most people don't know that. 
Nope. You yeah. don't even have that accent or anything. Nope. Ah. Huh. Yeah. I know your brother is saying that they went to, uh, where did he study? In France for a bit? Or no, they just studied in Quebec. Uh, yeah, no, like my whole family, like, is all, all speaks French. My mom's from the East as well, so that whole half of the family actually speaks the other language. Best side of the country. I used to, <laughs> I used to fluently speak the language. She never did. She yes, I did. It's, that was a dream. Daniel broken French. No, <laughs> no, no. I went to French immersion for like six years and like I spoke French. Like, but anyways, we're off topic. Thank <laughs> you guys so much. This is much. a Magic the Gathering podcast. <laughs> thank you guys so much. I'm not going to keep saying this in French, but thank you so much. Uh, let us know what you think of the deck. We are going to post the deck list in the show notes. Maybe if you have any edits or changes, let us know. Let us know what you would build in Amogus and how would you like to end everyone's suffering. <laughs> They, they, you know, they're they're gonna end your suffering because you're they're gonna attack you first. And if you guys enjoy the content, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram to enjoy everything that we post. Yeah, and also we are available on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Spotify, Stitcher, basically anywhere you get your podcast, Google Play. So feel free to subscribe; you'll never miss an episode. And thank you again for listening. Catch you later. See ya.